What's up, y'all? It's Patricia Rosario, and um, we back at it. Today's podcast is called Out of My Mind. You know why? Because sometimes I'm out of my mind, and that's just what it is. And today, I have some friends that's joining me. I'm going to pass the phone around, and I want everybody to introduce themselves. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at IamPatriciaRosario.com. Here's my first guest. What's up, everyone? Um, my name is Jennifer, a.k.a. Genesis Lee. And um, what do you want to know about me? Well, just tell whatever you want to tell. Um, okay, so I'm just a free spirit. I love to spread love and light. And um, everything else, you'll just get to know me in time. Oh, you can follow me at the Genesis Lee on Instagram. What up, butter babies? This is Shea Butter Lady here, and I... Yes, make sure you follow me on YouTube, Instagram, and other social medias at theshaybutterlady.com. I also have a website where you can get your own customized shea butter. How you doing, everyone? My name is Dejan, and you can follow us on social medias at Dejan Bry at Instagram, also on Facebook at Dejan Bry as well. Also a TV show host called A Day Apart as well. And you can follow us on Instagram there and on Facebook, also A Day Apart as well. Hello, my name is Jasmine. I'm the other co-host for A Day Apart. You can find us on www.lookatraintv.com and on Rain TV on any of your platforms, Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And... You can find me, Jasmine Bry, on Facebook and on Instagram, J A J A D A D A O nine. Hello, my name is Malachi. You can. Oh. My name is Malachi. You can find me on IG, official Grand King Malachi. I just published a 10 year poetry collection themed around learning to love myself. So I'm a poet. I also make body butters and household cleaner, all plant based. <laughs> I even started uh, bottling my own alkaline spring water straight from the store, straight from the dirt. So come check me out, official Grand King Malachi on IG. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Rogers, and I am Patricia's photographer. I've been a photographer for most of my life, a little bit over 47 years. Um, I love photography. I love being creative, and that's who I am. Hey, this is Selena. I am Patricia's hairstylist, friend, and girl to the end. <laughs> um, you can find me on IG, Miss Selena Styles, and um, everybody get ready for a good night. Woo! Hey, what's up? This is Frank. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Frank underscore E underscore Frank. Uh, Frankie Frank, and Frank is spelled with a C. Uh, I do a home inspection, so if you need a home inspect, uh, home inspection, holla at me. Yeah. That's what's up. So I love um, creating platforms to put creative people together, and um, you know that's what I do. So everybody that's a guest here today, um, I want to. Well, Tim's already on my website. I want to put um, you guys on my website as just a courtesy and appreciation just to thank y'all. And Genesis actually is the one who created my website. So have y'all seen my website? Yeah, it's nice. So um, audience, I just wanted to um, let y'all know what we did earlier was we, um, because the name of the show is called Out of My Mind. So everybody, um, 
wrote down on some paper some random ideas and we're going to guess who came up with with these questions and we're going to um talk about the questions in that order so stay tuned and listen frank did you so the first question of the day is Who likes anal? Who did? Who did it? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No. So, no, seriously, the question is what do you love about? Illuminate in Atlanta? Living in a, in Atlanta. Ooh. Uh, Tim, people are supposed to guess. So um, so I'm gonna go first and then whoever wants to answer that question. I want three people this this question. Oh, this one, this one. We're not gonna the that wasn't really a question, so <laughs> I love living in Atlanta. I mean, I've been here since I was eight years old. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be who I was if I wasn't here. You know, I feel like Atlanta made me. And I feel like I'm I'm some good some good stock. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I love it here. Anybody else have, you know? What's up, y'all? It's Malachi. So actually, I just moved to Atlanta about a year ago, July 2021. I came from California, Bay Area. Uh, honestly, just from where I came from, it's the first time I'm experiencing real community along with black ownership. Um, it's fantastic seeing our people out here hustling, but also networking, working together, really creating things that our community needs and building towards the future so we can all do business with each other. It's fantastic. I love living out here. That was a good answer. Yes. Ownership. I think that is very, um, important. So next, we're going to pass it to Genesis Lee. So what I love about living in Atlanta is that it it has a lot of um, examples of black excellence. And when you're raising a family, it's important for them to see those examples so that they can see all of the things that they could be versus growing up in a small town where you're you're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's a teacher or a fireman, something very simple when in Atlanta, there's so many more opportunities. Um, and that's the, the biggest, the most that I like about Atlanta. So anyways. One more person. Hey everybody, this is Jasmine. So I'm also new to Atlanta. I've only been here about seven months now, coming from Florida. So if you heard about Florida, the stories are true. It is crazy. (laughs) And we will rock them orange jumpsuits. But the thing (laughs) that I really like about living in Atlanta is I like the community aspect. I love that people actually want you to succeed right along with them. See, where I'm from, they don't care about all that. They just out for themselves and don't want to see anybody doing better than them. So I just absolutely love the culture here. Get the gun! Get the gun! No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so that those were some good answers. Um yeah, ownership, um, connections. Atlanta is really um, a melting pot of people from many different places. So we have another guest here named Randy. He just came in, but, you know, being that he's late, he doesn't get to participate. But thank you for coming, Randy. Marietta. <laughs> for Marietta, thank you. Woo! We got Marietta in the building. Well, well tell us about yourself. Tell them what you do. I'm a tech with ALM and Atlanta Luxury Motors. <laughs> Will you let me talk? <laughs> and Patrice been a good friend of mine for years. And she told me about all her exciting friends. And it's nice to meet y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's pull the next question out of here. Okay. And we got a shout out to my daughter. Um, she has helped me, you know, so much. She's just such a wonderful person. Nia, you want to, um, you know, announce who you are and what you do? <laughs> what you do? Who you are? You gotta say it in the mic. You gotta say it in the mic. Who am I talking to? The oh. audience. <laughs> hey, audience. Um, I am Nia Lucere. I am a makeup artist. That's it. What's your Instagram? <laughs> Who am I talking to? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> What's your Instagram? Uh, pretty with a purpose artistry. Oh lord. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the next question is, ooh, ooh, it looked like somebody done went deep on here. So the next question is, why do women accept men cheating more, more than, wait, more than accept women cheating? Is this a learned and taught behavior or society's era? Can we get some... Okay. Well, now we, now we know who asked the question. No, it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't you? Okay. No, I okay. Know who, not that question. I already know who it is. Yeah, I know who too. Who you think? I think it was the one who uh, came up with questions after a uh, series of other events. Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, why do women accept men cheating more than men accept women cheating? Is this a learned and taught behavior or society's era? So I'm going to answer first. Um, hmm. As far as men cheating, well, y'all know I'm a free spirit. So, you know, I what some people might consider cheating, I might not consider it cheating. I feel like if you're communicating me with me and telling me what you're going to do, then I'm open to that. But when I feel like you're lying to me and you're being sneaky, then I can't rock with that. But when you let me know, then I, I might rock with whatever you want to do because I feel like everybody has their own desires. I don't think one person is just meant to be with one person for the rest of their life. I feel like that's slavery. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> So, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, it's definitely a learned behavior, and it is taught by society. Anybody else want to answer or? Okay. This is Malachi. What's up, y'all? This is Malachi again. So, women, it's uh, more accepting of men cheating than men of women. You know, oftentimes I, I talk to folks about, 
I was just repeating the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I talked to the uh, folks about uh, parallels that run in, in our reality. We have our external environment, which we interact with, and we have an internal environment. And so a lot of times what I'll tell folks is if you're noticing something externally, it's because it's already happening internally. So where I would take this question is, is it that men are more self-focused such that they, they're not going to cheat themselves? Are women more out of self-focused <laughs> such that they're cheating themselves on the inside already so that they're more tolerant of cheating happen on the outside of them? That was good. Who else, who, who else got something to say? I want to hear some from some of the married people. What you got to say? Yeah, Tim. I'm the you. only one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, for, for me, um, I mean, I kind of agree with you. You know, it can be whatever, you know, as long as you communicate. But it can be whatever. <laughs> it's whatever you two want. Okay. You know, as long as you've communicated and both agree. But, you know, when it's all said and done, um, I think that society has just kind of made it so men can do it and it's okay. And men who feel it's okay for them to do it have been kind of bred not to be okay with it when women do it. Mm-hmm. They could have been cheating for the last 10 years and a woman go cheat once and, you know, the world is coming to the end. But that's just kind of a society thing, I think. Anybody else? I want to try to Oh, okay. I was about to pick somebody. All right. So, where this is Jasmine speaking. Um, I just kind of got this question, you guys, because I actually was watching a TV show one day, and this guy actually cheated on his wife, like, with over 300 women, and actually gave her multiple diseases. And then on TV, he announced that he would leave her if she ever cheated on him one time. And she basically had all these medical issues because of him, would cheat on his lunch break. I mean, every single time he was whipping that thing out. But the whole thing about it was just about basically setting standards. Like, hey, look, let's be on the same level. If if this is good for you, then look, make sure it's good for me too. That was just for the level. But I got one more person finna chime in on her show. (laughs) (laughs) What up, guys? It's the Shea Butter Lady here. And so what I, after hearing the story of where the question came from, um, in that particular situation, I really feel that that person or the female in that dynamic didn't have enough love for herself because you're willing to sacrifice your your health, your well-being, um, your sense of purpose for someone else's well-being. And that's it's detrimental to herself. And only when she loves herself better will she accept better from someone else. So it really... At the end of the day, it really is about what you are willing to accept and how you love yourself in order to see that that mirror reflection right in front of you as a partner. That is true. That's very true. That is true. Who else got something to say? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to, um, you know, pull the next question and see what we have here. I think I keep pulling the same handwriting. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with this one. 
Well, we all wrote a pencil, so. Oh, <laughs> it, it looked like the same. Yeah. Okay, this. Okay, someone asks, is it possible to take over the government? I'm going to answer that question. Who asked this question? Well, I'm not really, you know, that educated. I'm not really that educated, but I heard that it is a law. <laughs> no, I'm not. Huh? Yeah, I'm, you know, I just, I'm going all over the place. But I heard it was a law that if it was something that we didn't like, that we can, as the people, take over the government. So I really want to know why people so docile and not, you know, more aggressive with getting things that they want. So I guess I asked the question and a question. So what y'all think? Do you think people are able to take over and, you know, have this world? Because I see a different world in my mind. I see like, what you say, Tim? I said no. Oh, Tim said no. What y'all say? I say yes. Okay. Tell me why you say yes. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is Jasmine again, you guys. <laughs> the reason why I say yes is if we can get enough people to actually really like pay attention to everything that we are legally entitled to and enough people to actually get together and actually build, just like this nation was built by a lot of people, it can be changed by a lot of people. Woo! I want to just chime I, in. And I don't say know if one I'm thing. supposed to say. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is okay. the shape of the lady here, guys. And so, <laughs> is that funny every time I say it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want you to touch yourself, but you know we'll talk about that later. Um, so, as far as I feel, as um, when it comes to taking over the government, I do feel like it's it's a systematic that's going to fail. So, it, in in due time and everything in, in timing, if you can't already see the school system is failing, um, you know, there's already things that's already taken place that is, you know, it's transmuting anyway. Um, I don't know. Feel like it's a necessary focus to take over the government necessarily, and I feel like it's always reflected on self. I know that's crazy, but I feel like we're a ripple effect. So one thing, if you focus on yourself and you focus on what things that you want, you'll see the reflection of the reality around you will also change, and so you don't have to put so much energy on changing the government necessarily, but just changing what you're governed with. If that makes any sense. Yes. Okay. I love that. That was good. That was good. Do anybody else have something to say? So, you know, this is Tim Rogers, the photographer again. And the reason I say no is not because we, society hasn't put the system together in order for us to take it over if need be. But I think they've also put in things so that we can. So, yes, on paper, we can. But when you go out and try to do it, I think there's too many bumps in the road that's going to stop it. That, that's just my take on it. Okay. 
said and who said it? Oh, this is this is Genesis. I say build your own world and live in it. And by that, I just mean in your mind, live in your own world. I think that from a very early age, we are stripped of our creativity and who we are, like our our true selves. And we end up on this lifelong journey of trying to find ourselves all over again. And so once we come into that space where we're free thinkers, I think we have so much power in that to where we can build our own world and live in it and not be so, I would say, influenced like with media and everything in the external forces telling us what to want when we should just decide what it is that we want, what it is that we need, what makes us truly happy and live in that flow. Thank you, Genesis. So next time I'm going to pick on Randy, I'm going to pick on Frank, and I'm going to pick on Selena, and that's just what it is. (laughs) You scared? You scared? (laughs) Okay, so this next one, this handwriting looks real familiar. Do you feel like we are living in times where we value image more than the person? Oh, so let me answer. Let me answer. So today when I was at work, um, one of my coworkers, he was just talking about, um, we was talking about like real estate and we was just talking about like, if you look a certain way, people perceive you differently. Like if somebody walks into your office and they just head on sweatsuits, you're going to assume that they're not important. But if somebody comes into the office and they have it on a suit, you might assume that they're important because the way they position themselves. So I do think, you know, how you present yourself is very important. I think the way you look is a reflection of the way you think. What y'all think? This is Frank. Uh, I agree. I think it's uh, a lot about image, especially with um, social media these days. Like uh, uh, the most successful businesses you see, they got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and they know how to appeal. That's why um, social media marketing is so big and they get paid the big bucks. Uh, This is Dejan from A Day Apart. Um, I feel like it's also a, a an image thing because of also self-worth. You know, not most of the time we look on social media for likes, how many followers. Uh, if you get 56 likes and somebody else gets 500, it's do I look this like the next person I'm seeing? Or do I look good on the inside? Or I value myself on the inside? You know, you're trying to piggyback off of what somebody else is doing. Um, most of the time you don't value yourself because you're trying to, you know, worry about looking good for somebody else or what somebody else is doing and trying to act like that other person. Uh, Most of the time we don't act like ourselves and be ourselves and we put too much doubt because we're watching what everybody else is doing. Because of the, as he said, social media, that's one big thing we've all come to agree with is social media has had a big influence on a lot of the things we're doing today. You know, business-wise, you're yourself, your self-worth, your your image. If you don't look good, then somebody else is going to talk to you because you're getting reviews about yourself. So I think and more so, yes, image has gotten to the point where it has become a big deal. And how about anybody else? Hi, this is Selena. 
Um, I definitely feel like image is uh, more important than what's inside of a person, especially with uh, racial profiling. Um, you know, and you see like a, a young. Did you say that you feel like image is? Is the is more? It's like that's what's more. Like you, you see that more. You're more concerned with that instead of what's really going on with somebody. You know, you see how they look, they dress, and you're like, okay, that they're committing a crime or they're doing something wrong, versus you know the average Joe, and you know they're not. They could be doing just as just as worse. So, yeah, I do feel like you know that's more image is more valued over what's inside of a person. Do you think that's good or bad? I think it's. I mean. I think it's bad because you can't, you shouldn't be able to judge a book by its cover. Give somebody a chance, you know, like, I, I mean, people are losing their lives over what they look like, you know, and it's, it's not okay, you know, so, yeah. Hi, this is Genesis again. I was just going to say that the eyes are easily deceived for one. And so I'm not going to try to get too biblical here, but in the Bible, it does say, say that uh, my people suffer due to not, lack of knowledge. And so if you are just going and just judging a book by its cover and then building it, basing it on a social construct, like social currency, that was literally created. We weren't built with that. And so when you talk about likes, follows, even if you talk about money, like those are things that were created to create a hierarchical structure to give certain people more importance and value, perceived value. And in reality, everybody is the same. I'm, even if I had all the money in the world, that doesn't really make me better than you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a problem. That image is so highly upheld. But again, it goes back to self. When you build your own world and live in it, you get to choose how you place value on people. And so. things, too. Yes. And things, yeah. I judge you. I'm probably older than everybody in here. Damn near 60. But this Mr. Marietta. <laughs> but if you notice, I've worked for a lot of billionaires. And they wear blue jeans, hats. They come to work and they come to collect money to see how the business is flowing. It's not about what you wear. Your clothes doesn't determine that you're smart. Your hair nails, you know, not picking on women. Not picking on brothers. But if you know any rich people, they drive the average cars. Uh, and like I say, they, their clothes are like blue jeans because I work for a company where they are Iranians. And they control all the liquor that come in uh, Iraq. And if you meet Mr. Kush, that man comes to work dressed like you. And it's sad to say that some people think just because, you know, you wear certain clothes and go out, but can you afford that? And then when you go to, like, parties, they're gathering, you know, they're dressed, you know, for the, you know, for the occasion. But it's not what you wear and how you look. It's all about what's up here. Period. Okay, so we're going to... Go to the next question. We got like 30 more minutes on the set, y'all. So, you think we need? 
I swear this is the same person. Okay. <laughs> or maybe maybe people write alike. Is it possible to have two soulmates? Two two people who have a part of you in two different ways? Or are these two different versions of yourself? If so, which version is the true true version? If they are both your true version, then can you ever feel complete with one? Dang. No, it was not me. I thought it was Genesis. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, that sounds like it. That, that was definitely not me. Um, it's Jasmine again. <laughs> it's Jasmine. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm just gonna let Malachi. I'm. I don't have an answer for that one. You know. Depending on how Malachi answers, I might put touch something. Okay. I feel like he's gonna be on point with it. So. Okay, this is great game, Malachi. So, in like quantum mechanics and stuff, there's this there's this riddle called Schrodinger's box, and it's kind of like the glass half empty, glass half full argument. There's a cat and some like radioactive waste in a box with a timer. A switch happens and you're supposed to decide, is the cat dead or alive? Now to speed it up, basically the, the end point that they've gotten so far is just that the cat is a both live, alive and dead at the same time in the box until you open it. Until you open it. And this is what matters about life. As you see it, so it shall be. So if you see something as bad as terrible, then it's bad or terrible. If you see for yourself that you have two soulmates, then act like it. May it be so. But if you see yourself as having only one soulmate, then believe it and act in that belief so that it can actually come true. Uh, that's what I would <laughs> make a comment on that. Hey, guys, it's your Shea Butter Lady here. So... <laughs> Oh Lord, you check out my YouTube later. So um, basically, I wanted to touch bases on what a soulmate is, and a lot of people think that you know soulmates are only romantic partners. And so when you understand that soulmates are someone that elevates your soul to another level, it's someone that actually teaches you a lesson. So your soulmate doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Your soulmate could be somebody in your family. Somebody can, you know, so it really just depends on, again, what you, you feel is a soulmate. Um, and I feel, understand what Malachi said as far as like what you believe is so it shall be. So same thing. I, I overstand that as well. So it just really depends on your perception. <laughs> okay. So this is Jasmine again. Of course, I'm going to say something real quick. <laughs> So this actually derived from me watching a movie <laughs> and it actually talked about kindred spirits, but they actually weren't necessarily like romantic partners. They were best friends that just elevate each other and they were soulmates in their own being, but they were not romantic partners. So a lot of people just think of it as romantically, but it could actually be spiritually. It could be a whole different kind of versions of this. So... The thing about it is, in your life, you can have multiple soulmates. I love it. All right, going back to the hostess. I love it. I think I, think I want to be Polly, too. <laughs> I want to be Polly, too. You like what? I said, I want to be Polly, too. 
So we're going to pick another question. And the next question is, where do you see yourself in 20 years? Mm. So I'm going to answer that one first. 20 years. Ooh, I'll be 60 years old. No, I'll be 62. Um, hopefully, you know, I'll be on somebody's beach just living life, you know. That's it. Just by the water. Um, accomplished every goal that I desire. Um, that's it. Somebody's beach or your beach? Mm. Mm. Say that. Or what about Hawaii? <laughs> you know, my mind didn't go there. You know, dang, dang, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, I need to meditate on it. That's a lot. You know, who, who else? I got you first. Okay. Hey guys, it's just Shay Rudder Lady here. So, for me, uh, 20 years from now, I have like a big vision for myself. So one, I want to see myself having a resort in Africa, one in Ghana and one in Nigeria for a rehabilitation center. So that way you can uh, retrieve, revive and get elevate yourself to go back into your mundane life of things of that you do on a regular basis. So for me, it's all about, you know, having to be able to relax. So I see me 20 years from now, I'm working hard now and being able to relax later on and have my village. Okay. All right. Okay, we are back um, with Out of Your Mind. We are back with Out of Your Mind. And um, the last question that was asked before we, you know, got cut off. Oh, yeah, before our commercial break was how important is sexual chemistry when selecting a potential mate? Oh, well, you said for a potential mate. I just thought she was talking about sexual chemistry. Oh, well, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to let somebody else answer that. <laughs> Hi, this is Selena. I I don't know about this one because... Okay, thank you. I don't know about this question because I was with somebody before in the past that I had very strong sexual chemistry, but they weren't the one for me. So you can have all that sexual chemistry, but once the sex is over, what do you have after that? What's going to keep that? So yeah, it's good. It's fun, but you know, got to think about the longevity. So what's important to you? Uh, both. More important than sex? In a relationship. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot. No, that's a lot. I don't, I mean, it's not, I don't know. I mean, everything is important. It all go together, but something else is, you know, respect and romance. Uh Uh-huh. All that. Okay. All right, this is it. All right, you guys. All right, so this is. Nah, we ain't going to go in there. But look, my name is Jasmine. I'm sorry I had got a little bit funny on this one. So let me tell you how I feel about this. You really, really need both because let me tell you something. If you if you don't have sexual chemistry with someone, for real, then you're going to be thinking in your head about messing around on them and all this other stuff, no matter how faithful you are. If you don't have that chemistry there, it's not gonna it's not gonna go there. But you also need more than that. You need more than love. You need more than chemistry. You need to be able to be around this person whether you like them or not. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't like my husband most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I let them. He don't like me. It's all right. Because at the end of the day, we still married and I still love him. So just know that sexual chemistry is a major part of the game, but it's not everything. What's going on, y'all? It's Malachi. So sexual chemistry. I just want to say the word chemistry. It's a science. And yes, it's nice when things just kind of spark and fizzle and pop off, but that becomes child's play. It becomes child's play. And you have to educate yourself on sexual chemistry. The sexual life force energy, that's your sacral chakra. That's your second chakra. It it represents life force energy, creative energy, and sexual energy. Right below that is your root chakra, which represents survival needs. And right above is your diaphragm or your solar plexus, which represents your willpower, motivation, determination. So notice even what's around that, your survival needs, your motivated, determined, like you have to continue to practice figuring out what works for you and also have that type of open, vulnerable relationship with someone else to be able to make your own equations, quote unquote. And that touches on what Jasmine said. If you're not focused on, oh, what, where can I get fireworks at? You're focused on what, what can I learn through this process? If you're focused on learning the process with someone else, that's what's going to matter. I would say keep that relationship on. What you got to say, Randy? It's all about trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have anything. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I mean, because once you get out of the bed with someone and if you don't have anything in common, the relationship is dead, period. You have to be able to enjoy each other in and out of bed. Um, the bedroom, I mean, it, it, it represents very strong feelings. But like I said, if you don't have anything outside the bedroom, in common, you don't have anything. So you only do it in the bedroom? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> okay, so let's pull the next question. Let's see what we got. How out of my, oh, how out of your mind are these people here? Let's see. Let's see. I think Jasmine is the most out of her mind. <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, you know. Well, I you, look, I'll let you read these chronicles. Then you really going to be like, dang, she really is. Mm. Do we as a community put value into family? Who wrote this question? I'm going to go with Malachi. I thought Genesis. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. It was just a guess. Okay. I think family is very um, important to me. But sometimes I think like the blood family. Sometimes sometimes I feel like it's overrated. Sometimes I think as you grow, you create your own family. You create your own bonds with people because, you know, like minds usually connect. So I do think um, you could find family in some of your friendships and things like that. So I do think building bonds 
is important. And I think that our community is growing in that area. Who else? Okay. This is Malachi. Tell me where to find you at again. Oh, you can find, this is Malachi. You can find me on IG, official Grand King Malachi, M-A-L-A-C-H-I. Read the question for me one more time. The question is, do we as a community put value into family? Okay. <laughs> so, do we as a community put value into family? I believe 100%. The problem is that people don't know how to family. <laughs> <laughs> because childhood traumas, if they go untreated, they just get passed on to the next generation. And this has been happening for a long time. So we put value in family just as much as we put value in having relationships. We just don't know how to do it right. And that comes down to educating ourselves and deprogramming from the things we've been taught. So let's let's dig in a little bit more. Let's dig into these people's brains and see what else they're thinking. Let's see who created this. It's folded all long and complicated and look me alone. If you had a superpower that Tied into your current personality, what would your superpower be and why? Mm. That's you? <laughs> I only knew because of the pen. That's why I knew. <laughs> but I thought Genesis um, asked that. <laughs> superpower. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something crazy, so I ain't going to tell y'all what my superpower is, so I'm just going to pass the mic on that. Is the question... What? Yeah, yeah. If you had a superpower that tied into your current personality, what would your superpower be and why? I'm extremely intuitive. Um, I, I just... I really just, I just am. Um, first, knowing myself. It, I think that's the foundation of my superpower. And by me knowing myself, it's the energy that I get when I'm even around other people. It's just, I, I can just feel it. I'm just extremely intuitive. What's your name, your superpower name? Genesis. Oh. Actually, that is that is honestly um, what what where where Genesis comes from. Genesis is where when I changed my name online to Genesis because that was when I really kind of came into my higher self. It ref, it reflects my where I am in my life at this point. Uh, that's so. I want everybody to answer the question. Okay. There you go. Hey guys, it's your Shay Butter Lady here. My superpower is. Um, reading minds. Um, there's been, I want to say, three different occasions that I can probably talk about where I read someone's minds, and it was by accident. So I guess I would love to be able to harness it where I can control when and whom I want to hear their mind. Um, but it always, the situation's always tied to when someone's talking about me, um, and I can hear it. Whether it's positive or negative, I can hear it. 
Y'all better watch. <laughs> watch how she's gonna be nosy, y'all. <laughs> Ain't no telling what secret she gonna find. <laughs> uh, so mine, this is Dejan, uh Mine would be time traveling. Um, if I can go back in time and actually change some of the things I've done or mistakes we've made, I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, would like to go back in time and change some of the things they've done or people they've been around and you know and see what the outcome would have been if you did it differently mm-hmm. you know you yes if you could travel in time like you, would, would i be able to hang out with the old me hmm, with the current me let's see mm. we're not gonna tell that story no, the old me did some things and yeah buddy there's a lot of things we're not about to tell on here but um yeah um that's why i say time travel come to handy um <laughs> but uh yeah, that would be my superpower. Time traveling, baby. All right. So at first I was thinking, man, maybe I should fly, save some money on gas. But <laughs> when I start really thinking into it, I am actually really intuitive as well. But I want to do something a little different. I would actually be want to like just be able to feel. I can already feel people's emotions as is, but I would like to be able to manifest emotional patterns that way if like someone's really going through stuff they can just be at ease that moment especially if they're sick or something like that i could just ease them and take they take make them comfortable hey this is selena um i am a, a compassionate person and because i've been through you know <laughs> because I've been through, you know, a few things in my life to where, you know, I've needed help. You know, I broke my ankle and I had to learn how to walk over again. Um, I would like to heal people. Oh, it's it's okay. I'm trying to make sure. Okay. Hello. Yes, we have have company. You can yeah oh okay well i would like to be a healer and heal people from you know whatever type of illness just from suffering you know so i don't know what you would call me you know yeah well i'm i've i think just the way i would treat somebody when they are in pain and how i would take care of them that's healing in itself you know just to have that support and Yo, yo, this is Malachi. So I would want to have the ability of complete transcendence and mastery over my energy. Meaning like if I chose to just phase into a tree, I could just phase into a tree for a hundred years. And maybe when I was done being a tree, I would just take to the sky and be a piece of debris like a meteorite flying through the galaxies or, you know, I would, I would like to be able to transfer, we have control to transfer my energy into anything. Ashe. This is Frank. Um, My superpower would be invisibility. Cause I like to to go ghost. That's it. It's just simple like that. This is Tim Rogers again, and my superpower is to be able to 
help people get out of their own way. So as a photographer, most people say, I don't like taking pictures. I'm not ready to take pictures. So my job is to, and my superpower, is to help you to relax and be able to take some amazing pictures without all the hang-ups. Well, we have some more guests that came in, you know, late, but in divine timing. <laughs> I'm going to let Randy answer the question, and then I'm going to introduce my two, well, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Well, I don't use the word superpower. I have a gift of helping people. I like to see everybody succeed, um, and if you don't, if I feel as though you're not doing your full potential, I have the gift to help you to reach that level. If that's considered, huh? How would you expand that gift? Well, I'm an observant, observant type person. And like I say, I'm happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's part of my nature, Taurus the bull. And if I see somebody down, I got the gift to bring their best out of them every morning. That's cute. Right. So, again, this is the Out of My Mind podcast, and um, we're just asking questions. Everybody had a chance to put some questions in the bowl, and we're pulling the questions, and everybody is just expressing themselves. So let my new guests introduce themselves. Tell them something about yourself or where can they find you. Hello. This is Miss Adrian a.k.a. Earth Angel. That's with the U, U-R-T-H-A-N-G-E-L. Um, okay, okay. Um, but I'm going, I'm live as of right now. Um, yes, I am late. Okay. And um, I'm just arriving amongst some beautiful people. Um, I don't know what was being talked about, but right now. Oh, okay. So, yes, yeah, so I'm just introducing myself. Um, I can be found at um, Adriana Earth, A-N-D-E-A-D-R-I-A-N-A, -A -A, underscore U-R-T-H. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm into health, wellness, um, nonprofit, um, humanitarian work, also nurturing, just nurturing individuals. Um, also a little bit of skincare, esthetician by trade. Um, also a writer. Um, and that's a little bit about myself for now, huh? Nothing. Okay. I'm singer. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> producer, singer, um, performing art, arranger, <laughs> performing artist, yes. Um, so that's a little bit about myself for now. I'm, I'm going to pass it along to um, someone else. All right. Hello, hello. I am Demetrius. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to put you in the flow. Okay. I'm an author, a world traveler, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a gardener, a man of serenity. Hmm. How many things could I be if I had no limits that you could not see? A poet. You know it. You can find me when you find me. That's the only time. Otherwise, you can connect with me on my phone or um, my email address. 
If you want my business information, we are, uh, we're on Yelp, Quality Floor in Atlanta, or uh, Monson Musa Realty, or uh, Asibia Investments. International man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to um, pull the next question. And we're guessing. Those are the questions that we went through. So the next question is, what makes you feel most confident? Who wrote this? Selena? Genesis? <laughs> hmm. What makes me the most confident? Um... When I just get to be myself, like when I'm at home in the bed and I don't have to <laughs> have to put on, that just makes me feel like I'm just on my throne minding my business and that makes me feel com confident. When I'm able to pay all my bills and just be free, that makes me feel confident and feel good about myself. Anybody else? Come on. I had to think for a minute. Hey guys, it's just Shea Butter Lady here and... I had to think for a minute because um, trying to figure out what what makes me the most confident outside of like a physical at you know my physical attributes, and I feel like for me is when I'm a when someone comes to me and tell me how I was able to bless their life, whether it's with my shea butter skincare and they're able to you know not have corns on their they feet no more, or from my Reiki healing when someone tells me now they found love because their heart chakra was blocked. So I feel like for me it's just getting and validation of how I'm able to help others in their own walk. Y'all so oh, deep. <laughs> like, how do y'all get this out? <laughs> Can y'all feel me, please? Hey, guys, this is Genesis. Um, I, I answered that question because confidence to me is, has always been this the one part of us, it's, it's the beauty that never fades. And when I think about what, if I had to strip my external, what, how would I still feel confident? And confidence, I feel most confident when I'm just in flow, when I am not operating in any limited beliefs when it comes down to what I'm capable of. I feel the most confident. Um, that it, it's just, I like to operate in my full power. I feel like when I'm not there, I am playing small, and I don't like that feeling. So I just thought I'd push that question out to everyone else that was here. So, okay. Anybody else coming? Yeah. yeah. We got one more minute before the show is over. So for me, confidence comes when I'm doing what I love, and that's taking pictures. When I pick up a camera, I can talk to you about what you need to know. I can talk to you about almost anything. Put the camera down, and I'm usually somewhere in the corner watching everybody else move. <laughs> so what makes me feel confident is bringing order to chaos. And that's ordering myself, the world around me. And that requires me to have no requirements. Uh, sit in contemplation or meditation and be in the present and that's what makes me the most confident I would go but you said a minute 
I mean, we're gonna just, we're just going to play it out for a few Okay, so no. Uh, when am I most confident? A lot of folks already said it in here. My version of it is uh, when I'm practicing my godhood. I know there's a saying, I am that I am. I've extended that for myself. I say, I am whatever I need to become to affect my will on my reality. And my goal is to have a 51% stakehold of my reality because then I own it. And then from there, it only gets better. So when I practice my godhood, that's when I'm most confident. I'm just going to do one more question, and then we're going to go ahead and close out. I appreciate everyone for coming and participating. Um, I love you all. Y'all are just so wonderful. I just want to be like everybody in here. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's see. I know this is Jasmine with this long question. <laughs> If it's disrespectful for a man to use his physical strength against a woman, is it disrespectful for a woman to use her emotional strength against a man? That was me. Oh, that wasn't you? That wasn't me this time. Okay, let's figure out who. That was you, Malachi? Okay. Hello, hello. This is, again, Miss Adrian, a.k.a. Earth Angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so is there... Ask me again. If it's disrespectful for a man to use his physical strength against a woman, is it disrespectful for a woman to use her emotional strength against a man? Well, this this is a this is an answer that I feel is like a opinion, you know, a, a, an opinion instead of a fact because my opinion on a man using is it use it a, um, emotion not emotional a man using his physical physical strength, strength yes if it's disrespectful for him to use his physical, physical strength, strength and the woman to use her is emotional strength mm-hmm. I think yes I think that th- that's my opinion I think that it is disrespectful because you know anything well with me I'm not a confrontational person so anything that is confrontational or causing something to make an emotion come out of a woman or for a man to be physical yes I because women. We're delicate, you know. Well, most women. I can't. I can't speak for every woman, but most women are delicate. You know, soft nurturers want to, you know, um, please her man. I guess I mean to say, but that's my opinion. I don't know. Some women may not want to do that, but yes, I think that is um, a man being using his physical strength to make a woman, um, I guess, be more emotional. No, that's not the question. Okay, let me not. Let me speak about that part first, then, because I don't want to get confused. Okay. So, yes, I think that it's wrong for a man to use his physical strength. So, is it wrong for a woman to use her emotional strength? Um, it depends on what the situation is, because that may be her way of expressing something to her man, sort of say. I could go with that. Yeah, and I, I think I'll just I like keep it like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, so the key to this question to me is this, the word against. If you're using something that's your power against somebody else, it's disrespectful. Done. Yes. Yep. 
Hey guys, this is Shay but a lady here, and all I heard was intent. So I feel like everyone has their qualities that, if, as a female, we have emotional strength, and as a male, you have your masculinity and your physical strength. And I feel like it's the intent on how you're using your powers. If it is an intent to bring someone down or to uplift them, then that will make it a positive or a negative. Go ahead. I'll take it back off you. Hello, this is Jasmine again. And to me, it kind of like sounds like, okay, a knife versus a gun. They're both, when used the wrong way, can really hurt someone. So it doesn't matter on if which is worse or whatever it may be. If your intent is to hurt someone, then it's wrong to begin with. Uh, this is Dejan, and I will say no to this answer, too, in regards to it's a tick-for-tack type of thing. Um, if you're trying to basically, if you're having a disagreement, if you can't really communicate in a more positive way and make it to where y'all both have your boundaries, your understanding, then there's something wrong with that picture. Maybe y'all need to be separated or one goes their own way, one goes another way. Y'all don't need to be battling it out physically or emotionally because you don't know what the other person is going through or what they're thinking of about what the what harm could come out of that. Uh, especially for women, we know there's more about you know emotional standpoints than men and more physical. But sometimes women and I will say this: we had this discussion before on our interview. We talked about not a lot of women sit there and understand a man's point of view sometimes either. They don't. Let's put it like this. How did we discuss this with uh, your, uh, one of our interviewers? Oh, it was crazy. It was a good interview that I think we, I would like to say that we need to advertise this a little bit more of. It's in relationships, you know. Men can, Men just can be a, just a scorn. You know, we're not as open. They you know, open up. We're not as open. You know, what triggers us? We don't talk. Most of the time, we're not taught to be husbands or, you know, real men. Sometimes we just, if you cry... That's a problem. If you're, you're acting like this, you're taught like this, you're not supposed to do that. But men hurt too. We may not show it all the time, but us men, we do hurt. And I think in a way that comes off as, as you know, being wrong. But I think that's a judgmental thing because men don't get looked at as much as women. They see us as men as being broad-shouldered and we're crazy sometimes. But what about the... Us men, we do have a softer side, too, especially if you're willing to open us up to the point where you can talk to us to where we can be able to say on the same level as a woman. Hey, everybody. This is Demetrius. Can I get the question one more time? The question is, if, if it's disrespectful for a man to use his physical strength against a woman, is it disrespectful for a woman to use her emotional strength against a man? If it's disrespectful for, for a, a man for a man to use his physical strength against a woman, mm -hmm. is it disrespectful for a woman to use her emotional strength against a man? And we can go at this a lot of different ways because we both have these strengths. Men and women both have physical and emotional strength. I mean, but the way the question is posed, is it disgraceful? Disrespectful. Well, the question is disgraceful. Do it say disgraceful? That, that's what it, that is what it says. Let's go with disrespectful. If it is it disrespectful. It does say disgraceful. <laughs> it does say disgraceful. 
Is it disrespectful? No, it's not disrespectful for a woman to use her emotional strength against a man because a man uses his emotional strength with a woman. Is it disrespectful for anyone to use their physical strength? Yeah, yeah. As the person who's been in these situations, it's not respectful to attack any person um, at any time because the whole point of being able to like be a man is to use your mind. And whereas women use their emotions, but people who resort to violence have given up their strength. So can a woman use her emotions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man can too. That's the whole, you know, that's part of what is involved in, let's say, courting or we'll say relationships or we'll say intimacy or we'll say uh, a situation. We'll say any, any of those words fill in the blank. Yeah, women can use their emotional strength. It's for a man to know what his emotional strength is and is not, and then for a woman to supplement that and vice versa. I'm not going to say one exists without the other because they don't. So uh, that's that's how I feel about it. But is it disrespectful? Can I just ask you a question of how you answered it? Go ahead. Why is it okay for a woman to use her emotional uh, like strength versus and it's not okay for a man to use his physical? Because I feel like mm. psychologically, if you're breaking somebody down emotionally, that can have more detrimental to that person than physical like abuse or physical. It's a psychological thing. So I just don't want to, I just want to understand why is one okay and one, why is the other one not? That was it. That was so for you. The in the question, it says use against. <laughs> use against. So keep, keep that in mind. Okay. Um, it's, I think it's your question. Let me re rephrase your question because it was a lot for me to comprehend at one time. You're saying it, why is it okay for a woman to use her emotional strength against, against a man? It is not it's not okay. For, for a man to use his physical strength against a woman. Because a man shouldn't use his physical strength against anybody. But well, why is it okay for a woman to do that, though? That's what I want to know. Why is it okay for a woman to do that? Oh, oh, oh. He's saying it is okay. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with using your strength. But see, but when a man uses his emotion, his physical strength, it's not strength anymore. It's force. And when you force a situation, you can... Destroy it. A woman can do the same thing. Right. But when a woman uses their emotional strength, you're you're talking about like manipulation, exactly. deceit, deception. All of that comes with women, and everyone knows it, and it comes with men as well. But it's okay because yeah, it's, it's it's people. Women who use their emotional strength because they care, and if you recognize that a woman is manipulating you because she cares then you can take the right no. attitude you know you can take the right approach <laughs> well this could get deeper and deeper and it's about to get intense so make sure you guys tune in um next week because you know we have exhausted our hour and i thank you so much for everybody that tunes in make sure you like share subscribe and share again and share again and share again thank you don't give me